Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator. Hi, Tara. Hello, Joe. <laughs> Your hair looks great. Why, thank you. I actually went and uh, got it cut and colored yesterday. And uh, I have to say, I have to tell you a funny story. Um, my One of my daughters is gets along better with adults, I think, than anyone else. She, she loves interacting with adults. And I uh, have taken her to my hairdresser a few times in the past when she's desperately needed a fix up when we tried to do it at home or or whatever. And so I show up at my hairdresser. It's it's um, Persona on Newbury Street. And I love them there. And Gail, my my stylist, who's the owner. Uh, I walk up the stairs and Gail is sitting there waiting. And, you know, they take my temperature and everyone's masked. It's all very safe. Um, But Gail shows me her phone and she is reading some texts that uh, my my daughter has sent her. (laughs) Yes. So my daughter, I think unable to get my uh, ample attention from me on her hair situations and questions has now taken to texting my hairstylist directly (laughs) for, for constant advice on various, various matters of, of great, great importance to her. So the question is, is she trying to convince the hairdresser to convince you to let her do something different with her hair? Yes. She has asked her to speak with me about it. (laughs) Your daughter has been precocious since day one. So this does not surprise me. She takes matters into her own hands always. She does, you know, and she has the true heart of a a go-getter, an entrepreneur. She comes by it honestly. She has, she just will put herself out there. So if she can't get an answer from me, she's going to go to whoever she can find to get an answer. So guess what? She's going to get what she wants in life because of that. That's, I mean, I would have never done that as a child. Would you? Never. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I would sit in the corner with my head tucked into my shirt most of the time. (laughs) Dude, that's chutzpah, baby. You got it. I love it. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about uh, our tips for sticking to a budget in fashion and in business branding. So Tara, do you want to kick off with fashion thoughts? Sure. So, you know, because I shop a lot, people think I have a ton of clothing, but I actually don't. And so, um, but I do invest, when I buy something, I know that it's a piece that I is investment or that I just will love and wear all the time. So if you're looking to shop and not want to spend a lot of money on something, maybe you found something you really like, My here are some of the suggestions I would have. Research. So if you find, you know, like a bag or a pair of pants you really like, research because you might be able to find it somewhere else for less amount of money. You There are so many sites out there that carry similar or the, uh, the same brand for, you know, a cheaper amount of money. Um, and sometimes you can negotiate, you know, it depends. Like sometimes you can be at a store and say, if there's a sale next week, could they give you the price earlier? 
Um, you know, there's ways to get around it or ask, when does the sale start? Maybe they'll put it on hold for you if you get friends and family discount. Um, a lot of time stores, especially now, will be very flexible with you. Um, and my other suggestion is to wait till it goes on sale. So there's a joke that I used to say that if you saw it at Bloomingdale's, don't buy it because in a week it would be on sale. <laughs> because I felt like Bloomingdale's always had sales. It's not maybe like that anymore right now. But, um, but you know, if it's something that you really, you know, think that you also, if you're not on the fence about it, wait and, and wait till it goes on sale before you invest. That's really good advice. I do know that about Bloomingdale's, although I, I think it might be different now but um how do you feel about some of the more i'm not sure what they're technically called but like a zara or an h&m or any of those sort of fast fashion i guess stores i know i've gone into them mostly with my daughter with but just being zara not so much for my daughter but um being hopeful that i'm gonna find some cool something trendy something and I don't know, I just don't have a lot of luck. Like the fit isn't great for me, but I, I always think it's me. How do you feel about those kinds of, because they tend to be less expensive than your typical, you know. Yeah, so I'm really glad that you said that because I do try, like especially for social media and my blog, I do try to actually show things that are a little bit more inexpensive and fast fashion, like you said. But Jill, it's true. It's not just you. The fit is very strange. When you get to a certain age, I think that it, you can't pull it off anymore because it just looks cheap and doesn't fit right. And, you know, when you want to look a little more elevated, sometimes that's hard. But that's not to say I have found pieces at the, those stores. And actually, Zara, I got these really cute rain boots there. So there are items, but it is definitely trickier for us um, to find something that will last. Yeah, I have to say my daughter bought an awesome faux leather jacket at Zara several years ago, and she has since abandoned it, but I wear it now. <laughs> really cool. Yeah, so there's pieces. I just think, and I, I think that's smart too. Like if it's something trendy or on trend that you don't want to spend a lot of money on, that's a really good place to go to find that. I just think it's a little harder for us for the fit. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so I often get asked how to go about branding on a shoestring. If you're a business, maybe you're just starting out, you don't have a lot of money to spend. And, you know, I have to say with like a huge disclaimer here, at the end of the day, I'm a very, very firm believer that investing wisely in a really good branding exercise and strategy, and that is very um, grounded in a deep, deep understanding of your customer is incredibly important. But the reality is that a lot of companies, you know, particularly if it's just starting out, you just don't have the type of, of money to spend on that. So here are a few ways that I have used in the past and I recommend people use if they are just starting out and they just want a nice nice looking brand that reflects their their business and shows some understanding of their customer. So first of all, there's some pretty easy to use artificial intelligence logo tools online that do a decent job. So I don't know off the top of my head what the 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 sites are, but if you just search logo tools, you can easily find them. And you kind of plug in a little bit of information and then they spit out tons and tons and tons of options. And it's pretty cool. You get a whole bunch of stuff. It's it's pretty close to free, if not free. And I would say the only drawback is 
the options are a little generic. So they're a little like computer generated, not, you know, a little lacking in creativity. Um, but, you know, if you need a logo and colors really quickly and you don't have a lot of cash, you can use this as your starter logo and then you can build on that or create a new logo when you when you get a little bigger and can justify that that spending. The second one is um, you can use a site that leverages real graphic designers like 99designs, which I think is now owned by Vistaprint. Um, it's not free, but it's less money than hiring one designer outright. And what you do is you kind of submit a concept brief, like you submit some details about what you're looking for, and then a bunch of designers submit concepts to you, and you can pick and choose from those concepts. You can also, it has like a great tool where you can get feedback from friends and family or outside folks. Um, and then I think you, there are a bunch of different packages, but you basically pay for the final selection of the logo. So that's another really cost-effective way to go. Um, and then finally, if you have a little more money, find a great freelancer to work with. And I know Tara and I have both, both worked with really great you know, logo designers, graphic designers over the years, and they're going to be a little more expensive than the other tools I talked about, but you're getting the benefit of human creativity, which is just invaluable. It is so, it is so important to have that differentiator and have something that is not generated by a computer necessarily. Um, I think that is so helpful. I, when I work with somebody, I, it's not just their human creativity, but their knowledge of, um, the audience and just the market, which is what I don't have and how people relate to a logo. And the other thing is when you work with somebody, when you spend a little more, you have that for forever. I mean, you can use that for everything and you do start to use it for everything because People will say, can I have your logo? And you want to be confident sending it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there are lots of ways to find graphic designers online. You can always um, start with a graphic design school and even see if you can get a student to work on your project. But um, there are lots and lots of ways to find those find graphic designers online. I like using word of mouth personally, like I like asking around or if I like, if there's a logo that I like, I will ask the person where they, who, who designed it for them. Um, but I think the hallmark of a good logo designer is they're not going to, almost like in your business, Tara, you're not going to like shove your style, your own personal style at your client. Same with the designer. Like they really have to come at it from the market perspective. So what does, what does the business's buyers um, what do they want to see? And so, uh, yeah. I agree. And, you know, somebody just reached out to me and they were asking me who did my website. And I, but they're in a very different profession than I am. And I said, what you should do is go to people who you admire. And if you like their website, ask them who did that. Because that, like you said, that's the, probably the best way, especially if you liked it, you probably want to work with somebody like that. Yeah, that's a great tip. All right. So to sum up, Tricks for sticking to a budget while you're shopping. Do your research. You can negotiate a little. Don't don't dismiss the art of negotiation. Uh, Eva or uh, Jill's daughter definitely didn't. <laughs> She's negotiating 101. And um, wait for a sale. Don't buy it now. Just wait. And to sum up, how to get a cost-effective logo? You can try an online AI tool, but you might get something generic that's that's computer generated but it's cheap 
And secondly, you can use a site like 99designs where real, real graphic designers are involved. And then thirdly, get creative to try to find a freelancer to work with. Lots of different ways to do this and at least you get the human uh, element in there as well. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean Shorts. Short Shorts. Boy Shorts. Tennis Shorts. Cargo Shorts. Seated Shorts. Running Shorts. Board Shorts.